Tip today with Fran Curry. With Slattery's Garage, puck on. Your Peugeot car or van might benefit from a free software upgrade. For more information and to find out if this applies to your vehicle, call the lads in Slattery's Garage, puck on on 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie. Thanks, Pat, and uh, you're very welcome back to uh, Tip Today. Um, still getting lots of people on to us to say how much they enjoyed the interview with uh, Katrina Kenny today. One dissenting voice from a man, and it says, Ah, Fran, I wonder how many people are listening and interested in a woman having children. <laughs> Do you know, for, for once I'm speechless, there is no answer to that, sir. There is no answer to that. Anyway, 83 311 Now, we're with you every single weekday morning. Phil is shaking her head here. Um, we're with you every single weekday morning uh, from 9 o'clock. And uh, this morning, Alison de Beer Hunt spoke to me about uh, the apparent move towards a cashless society. Here's just a little of what she had to say to us after 9. Like, I remember going into Benefit up in Kildare Village a couple of years ago in the middle of the pandemic and it was cashless. I walked back out again. I did, you know, I had my bank card on me, but it was just, you know, Principle. not allowed to pay with cash. I felt that, you know, that was there was discrimination in that. Yeah, um, it, it appears that we're going down this road, Alison, and I wonder, how will we be able to stop this, this train? Because it suits businesses to be able to do this. It does, but look, I suppose... I can give you a perfect example. During natural disasters, cash becomes incredibly important as a primary form of payment. Mm, yeah. uh, and in general, I think, you know, if we get rid of cash, you know, tipping even, people like, oftentimes people like to tip with yeah, cash. Yeah. If you know, would say charity collections, birthday cards, buskers, homeless, um, you know, rainy day money. Um, I think it is a legal tender. It should be there. Like, if it's gone at the moment, if you're doing a bank transfer to somebody, it, there's no cost attached. But if we get, if we co- come to a cashless society, definitely there'll be increased cash for sure. There's no doubt about. It. Yeah, and of course, everything we do is tracked in some way. I mean, there's information in a cloud somewhere about our purchases and about what we do. I suppose. Completely, for very wealthy people, there's all sorts of tax incentives for them. You know, they people to have a little bit of cash and be able to, you know, they've probably paid the tax on it already. It's part of their, you know, income. So why do the government need to surveil surveillance on people? And that was uh, Alison Devere Hunt uh, speaking to me just after nine o'clock this morning. Eighteen hundred nine three eight double oh seven. For every problem, there's a solution. Dear Phil, on tip today with Phil Prendergast. Phil, that intro always makes me smile, and I never know why, but it really makes me smile. How are you, anyway? I'm very well, thank you. Good, and fresh and well you're looking. You took a nice little brisk walk this I, morning. I did, Fran, but I had to break into a counter because I miscalculated the, the distance between where you come over that bridge <laughs> and where you turn in to come in the back way. So I had to go and do very a little clatter on the road well, there. You're, so. you're fit as a fiddle, you oh, see, I so don't know not, about that now. Not, but not a bother on you. Um, all right, let let us uh, get down to business then. Letter number one. Hi, Phil. I'm a man in my 40s and I work in a large building with a number of offices in it. 
uh, there's something that's bothering me the last few weeks. I know it's not a big deal, but it really aggravates me every morning. I have my morning routine down to a T, but so does another person. Every morning as I enter my office building, there is a lady who works in the same building, but for a different company, who walks in ahead of me, but she never holds the door for me. I've noticed that it doesn't matter how close or far away I am, she will always let the door close, sometimes in my face. It's not that it's just one door, either. We have to enter through a series of doors. It like gets smart here, isn't it? And she will let them all close in my face. I just think it's very rude. It really irritates me and puts me in bad form for the morning. I've tried before to get in ahead of her and hold the door open for her, hoping she might return the favour the next time, but she never does. Why do I have to be the only one who is chivalrous just because I'm a man? It really irritates me. And do you know what the worst part of this is? What? Because it's so, it's so it's kind of silly. But she's not even aware of his existence. <laughs> Doesn't is, even know. Is that, that what's she, troubling him? It I probably wonder. is that she's unaware of it. Now, a large building with a number of offices, mm. a number of doors to go in. Yeah. Now, surely to God, it's not just one entrance. There has to be another way in. This man is looking for something to pin an irritation upon and get vexed about it going into work every day. What is the point even of that? It is a pointless exercise. She's not aware of his existence. She's right. not going to hold up the door and say, oh, I'll do Monday, Wednesday and Friday. <laughs> we'll you do Tuesday and Thursday and we'll do alternate weeks. Like It's so silly. He's after deciding that he's mm. going to be irritated about something that he has no control over, right, but except he, that he could change his routine. Is it a case, though, that he has old-fashioned good manners and, you know, he doesn't see this reciprocated in some way and he's wondering about Look, this, yeah. there's certainly an element where you'd have manners if you saw anyone coming, you'd hold open a door mm. for anybody and particularly somebody that might have to get, get in in a wheelchair or with mm. a pram or a buggy or whatever. Um, you certainly would have a cognizance of that. But this would appear that there's a number of obviously different different businesses in the, in the mm. one building and people just have their heads full of stuff they have to do when they go in and mm. they might have to do actions on their first five items before 10 o'clock and have their meeting, they might have to just do... Their head is not wondering, will I open the door and hold it for him and will he do the same for me or will he run ahead and open the next door? I mean, it's it's really... It's irrelevant to It's her, irrelevant, yeah. Irrelevant. And I mean, it, it can be that he decides she's being rude. I would say she's not even aware that this man is mm. trying to be full of chivalry and then feeling unappreciated for it. Yeah, but at the risk of causing a row, um, there's a thing the last couple of years I notice, uh, Phil, and like if you stop to allow women out in a car, for instance, very few of them will say thank you at the moment. Yeah, or you let them cross a road. They, whereas guys tend to do it. Is, is this got something to do with the I don't know. The whole I, I don't know. I would say I'd, I'd say it could be that their heads are probably fried, friend, because mm. they could be on the way to schools. It's pickups. There's people parking on over the place. Yeah. There's a whole load of things you have to be watching out. Of course, when you're in the vicinity of a school, anyway, it has to be safe. Mm. And because you have children, maybe running off the leash or whatever, they could mm. be. You need to be safe. Um, so I suppose maybe people aren't as aware that you know to give somebody a nod or a little wave if somebody lets you out and, and people are very good and it is appreciated but I do think around school places and things like that people they have to be keeping their eyes on the child they have to be keeping their eyes on what's happening with other cars and what way people are parked right because it can tend to be chaos and finally where do you stand on the business of a guy opening a door for you and holding it for you and stuff do you 
I wouldn't have I'd have no expectation of someone doing that for me right. and I would well, wouldn't somebody be to, offended if it happened not at no. all okay. nor I wouldn't be offended if I held a door for somebody yes. and they didn't say thanks when they went past or whatever I'd be just you know, you know, well, yeah. you know. So it's not, it's not an issue. It's not something I think about. Right. It's not something I give. You I'm know. Are, are we reading too much into this? If we say, does he actually want to meet her and engage with her? Or is there something in that? that well, it's not like... working. The doors <laughs> meeting at the door is not working. He's going to have to find a not different happening. approach. It's going to have to be maybe he should fall the mat and fall in ahead of her or do something that is going to engage a conversation. Oh, but right. I'd say she has no awareness of his contrariness over there or his existence the, the, yeah. or his existence, and he's there. Full of chivalry and feeling bad about it, so I, you know, it's yeah, yeah. He needs needs to do a little bit more, perhaps, with his life than oh, just right. be getting irritated for the day about so, something like that. Our second, it's the kind of thing I'd be irritated about every so often, I'm sure. Um, our second letter, dear Phil, my closest girlfriend and I have been friends since secondary school. We've always been close and have shared all the ups and downs of life. She has always been a great friend to me, but there is something about her behaviour that has always grated on me. Since the day she met my now husband, she has made no secret of the fact that she finds him attractive. She would always make flirty remarks to him and sometimes was a bit full on with hugging and touching him. She always laughs it off and I thought over time she would calm down. But ten years and three children later, she still does it. She's also married herself and will do it in front of her own husband. It's become a running joke among us uh, that she will make a flirty comment, but I don't find it funny anymore. The straw that broke the camel's back for me was when we had a party that my friend and her family came to. As the night wore on, she started doing a dirty dance routine, gyrating up against my husband. Everyone laughed, but I got really cross. I was told by her to lighten up, and we always have that kind of banter together. But I told her it's too much now, and she said I must be tired from the party. I'm so mad that she doesn't recognise the disrespect and won't stop it. I would never in a million years behave with her husband the way she does with mine. Is it just time to end this friendship? Oh, for the love and honour. It's like as if these two women exist in a little parallel universe. Why wouldn't this woman, who is bothered by her friend's advances to this woman's husband, why is this husband absolutely facilitating this behaviour. Yes, there's no mention at all of his reaction to this. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, I, I I, think I would be saying, if it was my husband who was having all these approaches made, I would be saying, would you ever stop being so available or tell her to pick off? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like as if it's only these two women exist in this friendship that was a schoolgirl friendship and now had they, they're mature women. And... This is a behaviour that really is not okay. Mm. Um, it might be harmless, but I don't know. The, this woman is is clearly aggravated by it now, and she's asking, should should she end her friendship? No, she shouldn't end her friendship. But she should just say to her, "Listen, you have to stop behaving like a, a, a young one, um, and behaving like that with my husband. I don't want you behaving like that." And say it to her, and if she says, oh, you're just tired, and they say, no, you're just being unreasonable because you're not listening to me. Mm. So I would I would try to just call it like it is. Do you think she's trying to aggravate your woman uh, by, by her see, see, dirty uh, dance routine? And all well, look at it. I suppose there was drink taken, and, and mm. anything can get dirty after drink. <laughs> but it's just that God I, bless think, it. <laughs> yes. I think that she's... Um, She's putting, she's now to the point where she's thinking of ending the friendship. Yeah. Her friend has no idea of that. 
But her husband and this woman's husband seem to be silent partners, like they're allowing this behaviour and they've accepted it as a norm when it's clearly now an aggravating factor in the friendship. So I right. think your woman has to go to her and say, listen, I, it's we've been so friends for so long and this seems to have become a little sort of a game with you. It's not okay now in this context. So you have to be completely plain about Absolutely. this and simple about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And don't yeah. want to end a friendship, but like stop behaving like like as if you're you're at a party and you're on the make and that it's 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 okay because it's not okay. But what this woman needs to say to her husband, what do you think of the way she behaves with you and why do you not say to get busy doing something else or yeah. You um, know, it just seems it seems a little bit off. It's interesting that there's no mention of the husband's reaction to the dirty dancing. I, like, I would have thought, well, of course, I'd be given daggers if it was... If would it was, you? Oh, Lord, I'd say, like, what, what's, what's, what's the next part of this? You know? But right. it, it's just yeah. that it's it's... It seems as if the lads are silent and this woman is talking about ending her friendship when in fact she needs to have some plain speaking and say, listen, you need to stop doing that. Right. You're getting a bit long in the tooth. And what? If it doesn't happen, then end the friendship. Is that it? Well, you see, if it doesn't happen, there's something... It's it's bizarre. Right. Because she may be unaware. She might just think, this is the banter they expect when we go over there and this kind of... It's yeah, we're, we're great crack. And, uh, yeah. yeah. It might, it's, it's just a little bit stale, perhaps. Okay, um, let us move on to our, our final letter, then letter number three. Dear Phil, my son is 16 and is about to do his junior cert. He is a good enough student, uh, does enough to get by, but doesn't love school. In the last year or so, he has also separated from all his old friends that he had in primary school and started hanging out with a different crowd, and uh, that concerns me. They would be known as troublemakers in school and I'd be afraid of what they get up to outside of school. I've tried to be supportive and get him to invite these friends over to try and get to know them, but he won't ask them. He says they prefer to hang around town instead. I'm hoping it's just a phase. My issue is that after this year, he has the option of doing transition year. He has said he really doesn't want to do this because none of his current friends are. So I see this as a great opportunity to separate him from the gang. I went against his wishes and signed him up for TY next year. I told him last week and now he's not speaking to me. I understand that I need to respect his wishes, but I genuinely feel that this is the best decision for him, that he can make some new friends and try out some new subjects that might spark a bit of joy in him again. Other than meeting this group in town, he never leaves his room. He's given up all the sports he played and all of his old friends. I'm just so worried about him and did I do the wrong thing? I think this young fella is probably struggling. He, The mum needs to follow and she needs to involve the dad as well. But she needs to um, investigate a, a, you know, a bit more. If he's given up all his old, all his sports and all that these behaviour changes could mean that he's suffering with maybe anxiety or he could be under a bit of pressure because of the different group in school or changes mm. that are happening for him and puberty and all that jazz that's going on with that. So it could be that she needs to do maybe a couple of approaches. One thing would be to go in and talk with the teacher that is over his class at the moment and try and find out if he is in some way, is he gone into himself a bit or, you know, ma'am has certainly noticed his behaviours changes. The dad is not mentioned in this either. So I would just say that, you know, it could be a joint approach. Now, 
she, I, I don't think she should have just signed him up for transition year without asking him. Yeah, that him. concerned me now. Yeah, say, yeah, yeah, because that's kind of just saying, well, and and yeah, he is still a child, mm. but there there is a degree where you start giving respect. However, the young fella has sort of closed himself off, so she needs to handle it with a bit of diplomacy, just making sure that there's nothing awkward going on with the young fella or that he might be having challenges in his life that she's not aware of. He might be having issues around sexuality. He might be having issues with pressure from other people and he might be really regretting, I suppose, stopping all the games and the things. But it sounds like he's a little bit under pressure and I think it would be important to talk to his his teacher Mm. in school. I think to sell the transition year thing would be that it is it's the school year sounds like a year it's not a year it's a very short period of time and when you break it down into the different modules and the fact that they might go and work in an exciting place and you know do something really diverse and different and give them a kind of a a challenge it's like having a a year off Mm. in school before he has to come back and, and knuckle down it does it does seem like there is something bothering him. Mm. So if she can't get through to him, the fact that he's not speaking to her now, I think she needs to have a giant approach her and the husband. First thing I would do, I would talk with the school. Second, I would sit down and talk to the dad and say, look, these are the changes that are happening. This is what she's given up. This is what she's given up. It seems a bit odd that he's been able to do all that or maybe it wasn't noticed that he's not going running and he's not going yes. rowing and he's not going soccer and he's not going to whatever it is that they might be playing. And that, you know, but it, it just says, I'm hoping, she said he's, he's ho- she's hoping it's just a phase. He said that they prefer to hang around the town. But what are they doing in the town? Mm. If there's nowhere for them to go, if they're going in somewhere and playing a game of pool, fine. But like, you don't really like to think of young fellas at that age kind of hanging around unless they they have a purpose in doing that. So, you know, she needs to be sensitive to the fact that he could be struggling. It could be a good idea just let his dad have a chat with him. Mm. And just say, listen. There's no mention of a dad, though, so I don't. I just no, don't know but what I, I imagine, is. I imagine um, that there is. You know, it doesn't say that he that he doesn't that mm. you know that yeah. it's a single family. Mm. But she's just said it's in the last year he's separated from all his old friends that he had in primary school, and he started hanging out with a different crowd. It could be that these guys are involved in things that perhaps they shouldn't be, mm. and it could be that he's worried about it or he's a bit depressed. She certainly should investigate the change in his habits mm. and the changes he's made because he could be very confused and he could be really needing some help. Yeah, but she does need to involve him in decision-making. Absolutely. Yeah. And you see, I think maybe that's what, it, you know, he's he's not speaking to her now. He, he's not speaking to her because she signed him up for transition year. Yeah. And she kind of told him. And it depends how you talk to a child as well. And he's, he's on the cusp of mm. adulthood. Yeah, he doesn't know. see himself, I'm sure, as a child. No, so he doesn't. You know, but yeah. I suppose he does have to have some degree of just say, you just can't say, well, I'm giving that up and I'm giving that up. I've given this up. I'm going out with those lads. And no, I don't want to bring them home to this house because we're not children. We're big fellas and we're going into town. Mm. But that's a worry as well in this environment because you, you kind of don't want your 16-year-old out and about. But you do have to give them freedoms. Of course, but so much of your advice really, Phil, comes down to communication, doesn't it? It does know? and it yeah. is. It depends how it is done. And and when, when we get these letters in and we see that it's written and 
I know the person writing that problem doesn't they know that they have a husband perhaps and they have other siblings or mm. whatever mm. Um, or they have some sort of a pattern of what's gone on before. It could be that this little fella is a, an only child. He's on the cusp of his life mm. and he is, he's getting mixed signals, I suppose. Mm. The fact that he could give up these sports and that and it did it happen incrementally or did he just decide when oh, I'm ditching yes. all these and now I'm going with this fella and this mum has seen a change in him. Mm. So she needs to she needs to get back communicating and, again and, and not at him. At best, though, that could be natural. I mean, he's sixteen; he's in a time of transition. Absolutely, he's in a time absolutely, of change yep, and, absolutely. Know. But I think the best thing to do would be to say, "Look, we we don't want to be going on with this. Clearly, this is an issue. Clearly, I should have given you the respect of saying to you, listen, this is this is what the plan is for our transition mm. year. This is why I think you should do it.'" This is what, you know, have a chat with the teacher. See, has he gone down in any subjects? Is he not paying interest? Is is there other, is there something going on with them that, that they are unaware of, the parents are unaware of? But this mother is not singularly, you know, she's she should have, any decision she made about the child should have been discussed with him. Yeah, you know. it's, it's interesting indeed. Communication, communication. Phil, it's always good to see you. Thanks very much. Thank uh, you, indeed. Fran. And by the way, if you want to uh, have Phil look at an issue or a problem, all you have to do is email us and it's tiptoday at tipfm.com. Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecan, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecan, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie